Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. Today we hear from a Brandon mixed martial artist on the road to recovery. He tore his ACL just before he was going to fight for a title. His story as well. The St. Paul's Crusaders win again. The dynasty. Their boys hockey coach will join me. And finally, Dennis Thiessen, wheelchair curler from Sanford, Manitoba, inducted into the Canadian Curling Hall of Fame this past weekend. You'll hear him as well on the podcast. All right, joined now by Andrew Harder, the coach of the St. Paul's Crusaders boys hockey team. Uh, you won the provincial title again last night, Andrew, four straight. Thanks for joining us. How did it feel to, to win again? Uh, yeah, it feels really good. Thanks for having me tonight, and thanks for telling me the Jets score after I'm PBRing it right now. Oh, well, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Full dis- okay. no. Spoiler alert! I should have said it. I didn't know that. My, my Spoiler bad. Spoiler alert! No problem. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's awesome. I've, I've, as you can tell, I kind of lost my voice from all the yelling and screaming last night. But yeah, it was a, it was a good win. So to take on Sturgeon Heights as well, uh, I guess going into the final, having not won the city title and going against the team that did win the city title, was there anything extra there because of that? Absolutely. Uh, they are uh, they're a very, very solid team. We went uh, 0-4 against them this year. Actually, we hadn't beaten them in the regular season, and then we played them in the city semis, and they beat us both games in overtime. So we were very close, and so sure, it was extra motivation to hopefully win that last one of the year against them. So you win the game 3 nothing. Tell me about the game. Take me through it. Uh, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible atmosphere at the Bell MTS Iceplex. It was packed. Uh, both both teams packed the house with their fans. Uh, it was 0-0 after one, and we scored in the second period to make it one nothing. And it stayed that way till about the uh, seven minute mark in the third, where we got a, we got our uh, kind of our insurance goal to make it two nothing. And then we added an empty netter with about a minute left. So I understand there was was there a controversial hit in this game. Not on our end, no. There was, it was. I think they were talking about the first hit of the game, or the first shift of the game, where our defenseman uh, caught one of their forwards uh, through the neutral zone in our in our zone uh, with his head down, caught him with a very clean check, and and uh, set the tone that way. Uh, the refs were, they had no calls on the play. The refs were telling us, yeah, it was just, it was just a great hard hit. Okay, well, if the, I guess no call, no call. The other side might be saying otherwise, but if it happens early in the game in a three nothing game, I guess it's not as important. Right? Yeah, it was. It was, it was literally the first shift, and, and no one was hurt, and it was. It was all good. Okay, so four straight now provincial titles. Does it get old? <laughs> you know, I'm asked that quite a bit, and no, it doesn't get old. It's uh, the beauty of high school sports is it's uh, different players every year, right? You graduate usually half your team. This year we only had six returning guys, so you you start fresh and you have new players every year to to coach and to to gel as a team, and so it doesn't get old. It uh, it's it's a lot of a lot of different work at the beginning of every year, different teams, and then uh, it, it's just fun. You just go from there. So being St. Paul's, then the team that everyone's gunning to get, what kind of extra pressure does that create, if any, on your players? Absolutely. It, it does create extra pressure for us. Um, you're right. Everybody's gunning for us. Uh, the targets are on our back for sure. So um, we usually see every team's best and, and some nights they catch us where we're not ready to go. And some nights, hopefully we have it more often than not that we're ready to go. So um, it's, it's interesting. You're right. Cause we're playing, playing everybody's best. 
So from your perspective then, going into the playoffs after you lose the, the city title or you don't make the final there, you have a little, I guess, extra preparation time going into provincials than you would have in past years. Did you take advantage of that? And was there any kind of mo- extra motivation you needed to bring to those practices, knowing that you you couldn't win the city title this year? Uh, you know what? It, it is a pretty good advantage. You're right. So we were out in the semifinals, and then Sturgeon played Garden City in the best of three final that went all three games. So they were in a war where we were, where we were resting and, and yeah, you're right. Just practicing and trying to bring the intensity back to practice. And then we had to play a wild card game. Uh, so that wild card game was a nice way to get your first game back under your belt before you qualified for the provincials. And we came out flying in our, in our, in our wild card game. We played the number one ranked team, Vincent Massey, and we beat him four one. So, so we knew we were kind of, we had some unfinished business and we were ready to go for provincials. What does it say about your goalie that is able to get a shutout in the biggest game of his life, probably? Yeah, that, it's it's awesome. I mean, and our other goalie had a shutout in the semifinals, and so it was a great luxury this year to have basically a one A and a one B goalie. They were they were outstanding for us all all season long, um, and we, we knew we were going to get a great game from from Chad on on the final as well. Yeah, Chad Harrison and Brody Lawson, your your two goaltenders there. So correct. The what uh, I guess you don't think about next year yet, but how many players will you be returning from this year's squad? Uh, we have about ten players uh, eligible eligible to return. So some some may go play junior and not come back, or but but ten are eligible. So from your perspective, to see them celebrating last night, how did that feel? Uh, it felt awesome. I mean, and you, you flash back right for the whole six or seven months that goes into it, and and it feels awesome. You're very happy for the boys. You're especially happy. We had all the grade 12s that we had, or as many as we can put on the ice for the final minute there to celebrate for their last shift as a, as a crusader. So it's, yeah, it's really special to see them celebrate like that. So now that the season's over, what does the typical off season look like for a high school hockey team? Uh, uh, for a typical high school hockey team, we're, we're taking, we're taking some time off right now. So for sure, spring break is right around the corner. So the guys are all resting some of our guys will actually play rugby. Some of our guys will go play outdoor soccer. So um, football starts. So they'll play some some football. Um, so it's awesome. We encourage them to play as many sports as they can and just to stay active. And what about you? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm back at it. So I, I have uh, two young boys right now, and so I'm coaching them in 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 hockey, and I'll be coaching them in outdoor soccer. So so my coaching hat doesn't really come off. I think they're listening right now. Hi, boys. <laughs> what is it about? Uh, what is it about coaching that uh, I guess you can't shake? I, I can't shake it. I just, yeah, you know, you're a, you're a teacher and you're an educator, and it's just it's just an extension of the classroom for us coaches, and it's just really gratifying passing on whatever knowledge that you may have in the, in any particular sport, and just growing with these with these kids and trying to trying to turn them into good guys and to good into good men and good citizens. So it's, it's really rewarding and it's something that it's uh, it's, yeah, it's really special to me. Well, Andrew, I appreciate your time tonight. Again, congratulations on winning again and enjoy, I guess, whatever downtime you have in the coming days. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. We are joined on the line by Curtis DeMars, a mixed martial artist from Brandon. Curtis, how are you tonight? I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing? Doing well. Now you're in Edmonton right now. Uh, I understand it. You'd. Uh, it's not the best of circumstances that has you in Edmonton. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. No. Uh, 
suffered a complete rupture of my ACL a week before the world title fight. So uh, just out here now meeting with uh, the orthopedic uh, surgeon and uh, just on our way for surgery here this week. So um, unfortunate circumstances, but definitely on the road to recovery. So. So, yeah, you were going to be fighting in Windsor, Ontario for a super lightweight championship. And oh, how did you hurt yourself? Uh, it just happened through wrestling practice. You know, uh, these things are really um, kind of out of, you know, out of your reach. It happens in the sport, just definitely with how much, you know, pressure we, we put on our knees and our bodies. So um, just in practice, you know, going live, it was my last, actually, my last wrestling practice of uh of the the fight camp uh that was my last practice in total i was feeling great um went for a sweep and just my knee twisted the wrong way and i heard a pop so um i knew immediately the feeling that you know it felt familiar i felt that and obviously been through that uh that type of injury before so um yeah here we are now you said you felt this before that's not the first acl injury you've had unfortunately not no um last year actually um, before another title fight, actually, um, last year I had suffered this exact same injury uh, just to my other leg. So um, I'm fortunate enough that it wasn't the same knee that I just had operated on. Um, it's, it's the other leg now. So, um, you know, uh, I just felt it was the safest bet just to um, to higher risk, lower, lower reward just to pull out and um, recover, and I'll be back in, in five to six, six months. So... Um, it's something that I've, I've overcome already and, you know, we're just going to turn that uh, tragedy into triumph. So, so you've had uh, injuries to both knees have at any point during this process, have you thought, okay, I should stop doing this? Um, yeah, I mean, in the back of your head, there's always that process. I think, I think it's more fear though. I think as an athlete, you always kind of, you know, doubt your ability to come back and, and that's the difference of you know, building yourself, building your character and as yourself as a champion. And um, for me, you know, this is my passion. This is what I live for, right? So, um, you know, having having my knees done, to me, I look at it as, hey, I have two brand new ACLs, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky and fortunate, like I said, that it wasn't the same one. Um, I'm still young enough to make the comeback that I need and that I want. So, um, you know, I think it's just a really... Um, unfortunate timing, but uh, I think with the the right structure and the right rehab and the team behind me, I can definitely uh, overcome this once again. So, so you're 30 years old. How, when did you get into mixed martial arts? Um, I started mixed martial arts actually at a very young age. I I've always been a big fan of Bruce Lee, watching you know martial arts and and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme growing up and stuff and. I've always been kind of a scrappy kid, even throughout the school and playing competitive hockey and stuff and in Manitoba, being brought up in Manitoba. So for me, it was always about uh, being competitive. And uh, I just love the, the uh, you know, the whole um, respect in behind martial arts and what it's meant for and, and um, kind of building a community and bringing people together in that, in that group, in that atmosphere. So for me... Uh, I started when I was 15 and uh, been 15 years of, of ongoing uh, competitive uh, competition in martial arts. So, What's the MMA community like in Winnipeg, or not Winnipeg, but in uh, Manitoba? 
Um, it's great. You know, there's a lot of great groups uh, out of Manitoba, especially Winnipeg. Uh, we got a nice facility actually branching off the Winnipeg Academy and Mixed Martial Arts, uh, Curtis Brigham in Winnipeg. Uh, there's a nice facility in Brandon called uh, Bama, which is actually now Wama, um, refounded by Curtis Brigham. And it's just, it's definitely growing. It's, it's, it's a sport that I, I believe is still the number one growing sport in the, in the world. And, uh, um, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think, uh, Manitoba is definitely new to being uh, recognized with martial arts, but I think that it's growing. And I think that, um, you know, it can only look up from here. I think that, um, there's a lot of interest in the community and we've, we've had shows held in Winnipeg and in other areas in the province. And I just think that, uh, it's only going to get bigger from here. So, um, it's good. It's good for the fighters. It's good for the community. It's good for, you know, kids growing up that, um, you know, want to stay, stay out of trouble and uh, keep their, keep their minds and their, and their body busy. And it's, uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great sport. So, um, uh, I'm very happy and I, hopefully it grows even to something bigger in Manitoba. Are there any issues with having title fights here? Um, you know, it's it's just a little tougher in, in Manitoba just due to the lack of uh, events put on, um, I find. But that's not necessarily, um, you know, in regards to title fights. I just think that, um, you know, as a promoter, you got to have um, a good outing, right? you got to have a good show. you got to have a good event. And in order to put on title fights and bring in a little bigger names and bring in, you know, guys worldwide or national-wide, um, you gotta, you gotta have that show that, uh, produces not only the fighters, but produces the fans and, and the interest. So, um, there's definitely been titles withheld in, in, in Winnipeg. There's been, you know, lots of shows, uh, ultimate cage wars. Um, there's been, um, a lot of Giuseppe Denatelli's put on shows. Um, there's definitely been shows in Winnipeg. It's just a matter of, um, you know, we need we need it back, right? We need shows. We need um, events happening more often for uh, for those title fights to come. So, have you heard from people that want to see more of these events here? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, there's always talk about uh, martial arts and the fight game and how uh, I believe Manitoba is a, a fighting community. You know, I, I believe obviously growing up, we've all been introduced to hockey and other competitive sports, but I think um, with mixed martial arts being such a big uh, new hit to the market and within the last 10, 15 years blowing up, I think that there's enough interest now, especially with the UFC coming to the MTS Center, um, especially with people now opening their eyes and seeing what the sport's about and uh, how much is actually put into the sport as an athlete. I think there's enough interest that... uh, we definitely could, you know, fulfill some seats and, and have more shows. Um, and that's, you know, hopefully what will happen. Well, Curtis, I appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh, again, unfortunate what happened to you, but best of luck in your recovery again from your ACL injury. Thank you. Appreciate it. A number of inductees into the Canadian Curling Hall of Fame were honored through the week. And Brandon at the Briar Saturday night during the one-two page playoff game, Dennis Thiessen of Sanford. Got a loud round of applause from the crowd as he was honored at the fifth end break. The decorated curler is a three-time Canadian champ, a Paralympic gold medalist, 
the vice skip for the winning team in Sochi, a world champion in 2013, a Paralympic bronze in 2018 as the second for Team Canada. He was wearing his two Olympic medals as I talked to him Saturday night. It's a very humbling experience, and uh, it's just so overwhelming. I, I, I never expected this in, in my life uh, to be honored like this. So was it just a phone call recently that you got when you found out you were going to be named into the Hall of Fame? Yes, I got a phone call uh, about a week and a half ago uh, from Maureen, and I um, I had to ask her if uh, they had the right dentist season because I I, I never never expected something like this. So, how would you I guess summarize your career to this point right now? Oh boy, I uh, I was sitting in my basement actually one day, and uh, my uh, my daughter has made a kind of a wall of fame for me and uh when i was lying there and i was just thinking you know i've 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 achieved all the awards that i could probably get i never expected uh or even think about uh being inducted to the curling uh canadian curling hall of fame and uh, when i got the call there i mean it's just like uh, that just topped everything but you got two medals around your neck right now that i must feel pretty good still oh it, it does it never goes away it never ever goes away i mean to uh to uh, have one, oh, first of all, to be selected to go to two Paralympics and then come home with two medals. Uh, it's, you know, there isn't too many people out there that have been able to do that, and I'm just so honored that I've had the chance and been able to do that. Now, obviously, you go in as an individual to the Hall of Fame, but this couldn't be possible without teammates as well. Oh, I, I there's, I had such awesome teammates right from 2012, and uh, and also the uh, coaching. Uh, I uh, there's a special coach that I had in Manitoba. His name is Rob Lamb. When he saw, when he he saw like, potential in me, I'm sorry, he did, he just pushed me so hard and and said, you know, one day you're going to be on the podium. I never, I didn't want to believe it. And uh, but he just kept encouraging, kept working with me, and yeah, I made it. What does it mean to have someone in your corner like that? It's it's you know when when you have a uh, when you have doubts in your mind, but you have someone that 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 just always believed in you, and right from day one, and and just keep pushing you. Uh, it's uh, I just can't say enough about him. For the whole journey, you know, the places uh, that I've been able to travel and the people that I've met and the friends that I've uh, uh, accumulated uh, from around the world and keep in contact with, uh, you know, you, 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 never, you never get that uh, without sport. And, and it's not, and, you know, like they always, you know, the old cliche of saying, you know, there's no I in team, and that's so true. You know, it's, it's a team uh, effort. And without the team that I had, I would never been, you know, I wouldn't be here today. Have the biggest dream that you could possibly have and never look back on it. Just keep pushing and striving for the dream because you never know. It, it, it's, it's always a possibility as, uh, as I found out for myself. When we take a break and after that break, what words are words? We're going to take a break. There's the bloop. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. 